Welcome to Regeneration Studio. I'm Katerina and this is another narrative journey into creative business ideas and how they transform individuals and communities. I'm in love with dark chocolate, with cacao to be more precise. And if I had to put a name to it, I'd say cacao brew. This drink has made me realize that it's not for nothing that the saying exists, forget love. I'd rather fall in chocolate. There is actual science behind it. The feeling we get when we fall in love is caused by a natural chemical called phenylethylamine, or the love drug, which boosts our mood and makes us feel happier, more alert and focused. Cacao, and by extension dark chocolate, contains it. And guess what? Thanks to Cacao Brew, you can now brew and drink cacao beans like coffee. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this drink. There is absolutely no guilt attached to it. It's healthy, delicious and makes your house smell divine. Imagine the chocolate version of a fresh, comforting coffee aroma. Established in 2019, it recently featured in the British Vogue's July edition as part of their hot list, and for good reason. Today, we are going to find out why. I am absolutely delighted to have with me in studio the founder of Cacao Brew, Jasmine Adams, who is currently based in Newcastle. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Hello there. To give our listeners an idea of who you are, imagine there's a film soon to be released called Cacao Brew. Can you briefly introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? Yes, so we'll give this a go. <laughs> the new brew, selecting the most delicious cacao beans from the foothills of the Andes Mountains to the luscious green jungles of Central America. Cacao Brew brings the flavours of cacao to your cup. It's known as the food of the gods. So what are you waiting for? Brew something new, cacao brew. Brilliant. Part one, dark, delicious, alternative. Cacao brew is briefly described as a luxury organic brewing cacao. You use cacao beans, ground them, and sell them to customers to be brewed like coffee, as I mentioned in the introduction. Most commonly, it's brewed in a French press or cafetiere. Yet, it is not coffee, and it's not our chocolate either. What is cacao brew? So, what we do is we follow a similar concept to coffee, in that we are roasting and grinding the cacao bean instead of a coffee bean. So, as you said, we would recommend that you brew that in your cafetiere. That's our preferred way to brew it. There are other ways, but we find that you get the best depth of flavour from the cafetiere. But if you perhaps wanted a more subtle taste of cacao, if you add it to a teapot infuser, that will give you more of like a, a chocolate tea, which is also really nice and some people do prefer it that way but I, I always enjoy it in the cafetiere best. So once you've brewed it, um, we would recommend 
it's obviously personal to everyone how they enjoy a brew same with your coffee some people like it black some people enjoy it with milk sweeteners I love it black again because I love the pure cacao flavors but yeah you can add any milks milk alternatives sweeteners sugars but you've got full control over that you can choose how much you add add in you will notice different flavor notes from each brew so we've got two beans at the moment we've got our trailblazer which is a peruvian cacao um, and that one gives a really rich cocoa flavor vanilla and hazelnut flavor notes again if you add more milks sugars that'll become more like a milk chocolate whereas if you were drinking it black you'll get the darker chocolate flavors the single origin Altavera Paz, which we've got at the moment, that one has um, espresso, blackberry flavour notes, and that one is very smooth, a bit creamy, and very delicious. They're both really delicious, um, and yeah, it's it's up to you how you enjoy them. The other thing we love about the brew, so once you're finished with your cafetiere, um, the grounds which are left in the bottom you can either add them to something straight away. So if you're having your morning brew, you could add them to your porridge. Or we like to store them in an airtight container in the fridge and you can add them to recipes throughout the week. So think porridge, smoothies, baked goods, wherever you would add cacao nibs or chocolate chips, they work really well. Yes, that's why I'm so excited about the product because... I've started experimenting a little bit with all the different kinds of things you can use the the leftover of the brew. Excellent, um, yeah. For example, in brownies and so on. And actually made a cup of the single origin just before. And you're spot on. It's so silky and it's delicious and creamy. And it's different to the trailblazer, as you mentioned. So um, it's incredible. From what I understand, this is also a relatively new concept in the UK and Europe. As a product, it does exist in America, but has not caught on over here yet. So as you are doing something completely new with cacao, it doesn't come as a surprise that you were recently featured in Vogue's magazine's hot list. Can you take us to the beginning to that very moment the idea crossed your mind? Yes, um, of course. So the idea came about, so I, I was sat one day, I, I had a cup of black coffee and I, I was just starting to enjoy really dark chocolate. Um, so I'd been working, I, I always used to love milk chocolate. <clears throat> when I was younger, that was always my go-to. Um, but I think as I've got older, sort of maybe wanted to be a bit healthier, I started going for the darker chocolate and then that's when I noticed that the flavours you get from dark chocolate can alter from bar to bar, um, which you just don't get from the milk chocolate bars you have. So yeah, I was sat with a, a cup of black coffee, a bar of dark chocolate and I just started thinking, I wonder what would happen if you roasted and ground cacao beans in the same way as coffee beans and brewed them. So that's when I started looking. So it wasn't a business idea at first. It was more, I wanted to try this. I started Googling it, seeing where I, if I could find anyone doing it in the UK. And I couldn't. 
So instead, I bought myself some cacao beans and started experimenting myself. And I would say it just went from there. I I started experimenting, roasting, grinding. Um, I loved the drink. And then I would start introducing it to friends, family when they were coming around. So rather than just, would you like it to your coffee? Would you like to try this new drink that I've created? And then, yeah, they were they were loving it too. And it was sort of a, oh, well, if no one's doing this, people like it. Why not see if more people want it? Um, yes. So, yeah, that's that's where it all started. And it's very strange because normally, <laughs> like, when you think of hot chocolate, you think, okay, well, this is a treat. Like, you kind of have it, I don't know, once a week or just in the evening. Or if you've had something sweet, you're like, okay, no, I'm not going to have hot chocolate. And coffee is more like an everyday thing. And with the cacao brew, you get the drink that's, it's got none of the, like, negative effects or... Um, the ingredients that's perhaps considered less healthy in hot chocolate so yeah. it's kind of like a coffee you can have every day and it's really really satisfying so I love that aspect of it as well just a quick question can people if buy the beans themselves and grind um, them so we we have had people ask that um, and we wouldn't add, we don't sell the beans we always sell them ground. Um, and the reason for that is that we had to find our own process to be able to grind those beans for brewing efficiently. So cacao beans don't grind the same as coffee beans. If you put them through your coffee grinder, it'll create chocolate. So yeah, that's the reason we don't we don't sell the beans as a whole as a whole product. All right, great. And then, so you've talked a little bit about like, you obviously like coffee, you like chocolate, but just to get a little bit inside of your head, what were you passionate about at school? So I was, I was always really into creative subjects. Um, so, and from a very early age, I, I was always very creative. So at A-level, I studied um, product design and art alongside business and IT and that's what led me to do business information systems at Northumbria University. I think throughout that I never really knew what I wanted to do after that but I always had a passion for food. It was a hobby of mine. I loved attending food markets and when I was younger I used to hold my own little markets in my mum and dad's street selling crispy cakes um things like that so it's always I think the creative side has always been something I've really been passionate about and enjoyed as well as the food side as well mm -hmm. so for listeners who are perhaps at that stage where they're not quite sure what to do with their life maybe they're at university can you tell us what was your experience like did you have this clear idea of what you're going to do or you kind of just thought I'll go with the flow of things and see where life takes me yeah I think when I um when I went to university I, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do after so I was always interested in business I always found that quite interesting and I always thought that would be a good skill to have so that's why I went for quite a broad 
um, a broad course because I found that I learned a lot from it as well. So within that, we did a lot of just business skills. So it wasn't sort of one, it wasn't sort of focused on one area. It covered a range of business, um, finances, marketing, um, a whole host of things. All right. Part two, life happens, chocolate helps in any shape, size, and form. Whereas brewed cacao as a product that you can buy is a new concept nationally, the actual brewing of cacao goes back many years to the ancient Incans who brewed it like coffee. It has a pure cacao aroma and a delicious raw chocolate taste. But that varies depending on the origins of the beans, as Jasmine explained. It also has many health benefits and is considered a superfood. Now, thinking about the health benefits and perhaps other benefits, can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, um, so in terms of the brew, um, I mean, cacao in general has such a a whole host of benefits. Um, you only have to Google it to see how many actually come with it. Um, but some of the ones that I like to highlight in terms of the cacao brew is that it's low in caffeine, it's rich in antioxidants. And something which we obviously really try and encourage people to do is reusing those grounds, which are very high in fiber. Um, all of these things have well they're all so beneficial for us and yeah I think as when you reach for your chocolate bar as much as when you reach for your cup of cacao it really does make you feel good yes I can attest to that it's like <laughs> yes just magical and it's interesting because the grounds that are left over they're actually not that unpleasant if you happen to have like a spoonful. So, and then they say you are a little bit peckish and it's not yet mealtime. It does quench that feeling of hunger mm. as well. So it is a really versatile product. What kind of person would enjoy this drink? So dark chocolate lovers, people who love dark chocolate are going to love cacao brew. They'll identify the true flavours of it and the variant flavours very well. But even just general chocolate lovers as well, because they can add milk, they can add the sweetener, but they've got the control on that. And it'll the more milk and the more sweetener you add, the more milk chocolatey that's going to be. But it's still probably better for you because you've got that control of how much you're adding. But we found that there's such a range of people who love the drink. Um, my niece, who's six years old, loves it, which I was quite surprised at because she actually drinks it black with nothing in. Mm -hmm. um, and I would have thought, as someone younger, they would have wanted it with maybe a bit of sweetener or um, some milk. But I don't know if it's because she sees me drinking it black and copies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she she loves it like that. So it, there's such a such a wide range of people who enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you set a good example then for your niece. <laughs> and can you maybe just 
mention one or two of your favorite recipes in which you use the leftover of the brews? Yeah, so I love bacon. So mm -hmm. the majority of our grounds that are left over end up in some form of baked, baked good. Brownies, I love, um, and lots of, I mean, family members love them. Any family occasion, I always make the brownies with the leftover grounds. And I also do love it in my morning porridge, um, whether that's overnight oats or just adding it to a warm bowl of, a warm bowl of porridge in the morning. And that would be my two favourite. Mm -hmm. Right. And Cacao Brew has a lot going for it. Therefore, its potential for expansion is amazing. But establishing a brand and a business, as perhaps you've experienced in your journey and many other entrepreneurs have experienced, is never easy. What were the different stages of establishing Cacao Brew? So you, you thought of the idea... And then what happened? Like people liked it. They told you to make it perhaps into a product. Can you now uh, talk us through the next steps basically that you took? Yeah. So before we actually launched the product or anything, I set up a social media just to sort of get the idea out there, see if there was a bit of interest, posting um, sort of ideas on how to reuse the grounds, brewing suggestions, going back into the history of cacao a bit as well and that was probably the start so that's when we started building the brand i was doing the social media to get it out there while behind the scenes i was creating the brand getting the logo ready starting to build the website but just sort of testing the waters a bit seeing if there was people who would be interested and then in summer last year that was when we decided to launch and we, it was all online then. So we did a letterbox delivery service so that we could reach as many people as possible because we found that we had people not just from the local area who were interested, but people further afield. So we wanted to be able to reach those people as well. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have a physical shop or not yet? No, we don't have a physical shop at the moment, but we, we also at the back end of last year started attending markets um and we also found our first few stockists which is amazing and I appreciate so much um because again that helped us to reach more people but also talk to people about the product so we did a one of our stockists is something good in Jesmond and they let us do a little pop-up in their store before we officially were um available there and that allowed us to meet customers, talk to them about the product, let them taste the product. And that's something which I've, I've really enjoyed from markets and things, being able to chat to people about it. It's a bit more personal. Yes, for example, as opposed to just selling it via the letterbox service and so forth. Yeah. Out of interest, where are most of your customers based? Have you an idea yet? Or is it mostly local or spread all over the UK? I would say um, more and more, it's it's a widespread. Um, we've had quite a lot of people from London um, ordering, um, which is amazing because that's so far away. And I suppose without that social media reach, you might not 
be able to reach, especially in the early stages of a business, you might not be able to reach people that far away from you. Um, so that's that's been really, really good to see. And again, just really appreciate it all. Great. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you have experienced? Um, so challenges, I think the fact that it is something so new, I suppose it can be a benefit, but it's also a big challenge. We need to be able, well, it's something that we're really trying to do and is educate people on what it is that we're doing, why we're different. Um, because I think a lot of people will see us at markets and things and they think we're coffee. We have to really explain what it is, how we're different. Um, and I think that's why markets and things really help because we can do that and we can let people try it as well. And then they actually realize how different it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think in the concept, it there are similar products, yet when you try it, you realize it's completely different. And yeah. if you read up more on it, you also uh, discover these differences. Yeah. Now, broadly speaking, businesses that bring the most value to their communities are the ones that offer something new. However, it has to be within a context of demand, and that sometimes depends on the business itself to create. As a brand, going forward, how do you plan on setting yourself apart? So, as I said, I think education um, is something which we really want to push. Um, educating on the history of chocolate. So ultimately what we're doing is bringing chocolate back to its roots or drinking chocolate back to its roots. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. Um, yeah. I think it's, we're bringing it back to its roots, but we're bringing it back in a modern way. So the, they used to enjoy the drink pure, raw, but not in the same way that we're doing it. So they wouldn't have had cafetiers at the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's something, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds really exciting. And I can't wait to see what you do. If you had to sum up your brand in three values, what would you say they are? And how do you think these values contribute to your community? So something new um i think it's bringing that potentially that third option to the table so do you want a tea a coffee or a cacao education so the history behind cacao and how it can be enjoyed without all the added sugar and the zero waste aspect as well so that's something which I'm quite passionate about, but I think a lot of our customers are as well. They love the fact that they can have their brew, but then they can also go away and reuse those grounds. So there's nothing, there's nothing left and it's all tasty. You can mm -hmm. enjoy the brew and go make something tasty with the leftovers. Yes, I agree. And then just briefly, I've asked some uh, of the recent businesses I'm, I've interviewed how they've experienced this period of lockdown. Was it significantly different for you in terms of sale and how you think about your business or did you kind of just stay the same? It was strange for us because 
um, we just started meeting customers face to face. We just started attending the markets. We just started to do a few pop-ups and things. We had a few festivals planned, which have been cancelled. So we've gone back to, we're lucky in a way because we went back to how we started. We had it all set up really for the situation, the online, and it was all letterbox friendly. So that that worked really well for us. We're obviously, we're missing out on the markets now, but we have seen an increase in online sales, which has been amazing. Um, so yeah, I think we were lucky that we had that, we had that set up um, and we've been able to do that transition from attending the markets and gone back to the online side of things and really pushing that. Yes, and for listeners, if you are really curious by this time and you want to see what products they have, you can visit their website at www.cacaobrew.co.uk, nice and easy. Or you can uh, find them on Instagram and Facebook at Cacao Brew. Part three, starting a superfood revolution. We have all heard about superfoods, but for me at least, it remains a type of myth and I always associate it with rather obscure powders like wheatgrass, maca powder, even though I use it, they just feel obscure because we weren't introduced to them from an early stage. Now, some of you might not have realized that brewed cacao or cacao itself is considered a superfood. It's tasty, nutritious. It's an alternative to coffee, which has almost no calories. I mean, the cacao brew has almost no calories or carbs, is practically caffeine-free. And although it does contain a stimulant called theobromine, which is like a gentler, longer-lasting version of caffeine. And that's not all. It's also rich in magnesium, good for the heart, brain and bone health, and as Jasmine mentioned, it's got antioxidant compounds that help fight various uh, diseases, type 2 diabetes, cognitive decline, and cardiovascular disease. To top it all off, as I mentioned in my introduction, it also makes you feel better. Now, that perhaps explains why we call it superfood. What is your take on the concept, Jasmine? Yes, yeah, so... The word superfood, I think people, so many people have different opinions on what a superfood is. And I personally don't tend to use the term superfood. Yeah. I'm a big believer in everything in moderation. I mean, there are certain foods which will have a range of benefits to them. And I think, as we said earlier, you just have to Google cacao and there are so many benefits which are associated to it. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of the word superfood, I I tend to stay away from it and focus on a mod everything in moderation. Yes, I think that's a very good principle to have because, like I said, even though I understand why it's good, it's just that yes. the term kind of like makes it seem a little bit, it, it alienates some people, perhaps that's why. Now, given the popularity of takeaways, greasy foods and foods high in fats and sugar, 
which I love too, and not to mention our love of alcohol. Many people do struggle to maintain a healthy weight despite efforts at changing their lifestyles. Do you think there is a possibility of normalizing the concept of superfoods, perhaps just taking the super out and just making it our food, and changing the way we think about what is tasty? Yes, um, I definitely do. Um, I think, as you say, if people are associating cacao as a superfood, um, we've definitely seen from cacao brew we recently did um we did an online survey just to find out what our customers thought of a variety of aspects of the product and we asked them what is it um why sorry why is it that you drink cacao brew and we give them two options um taste good or because it's good for you and what we actually found is that the majority of people said the reason that they're drinking cacao brew is because of it tasting good um which i suppose is a perfect example of that um a lot of people identified that yes it's good for you but the main reason they're enjoying it is because of the taste um which is amazing <laughs> fantastic yes if you have both of those things in one that obviously yeah. makes it do you think it's necessary for us to perhaps start thinking differently about the food we consume or what's your opinion? Um, I think again, it's important to be mindful um, of everything that you're consuming, but I think you also really need to enjoy what you're having. If you don't enjoy the foods or drinks that you're consuming, then you're not gonna keep it up. So yeah, I think back to everything in moderation, be mindful of everything that you're eating or drinking but ultimately enjoy it. Okay. I'm someone who loves good food, but I'm also very conscious of the negative impact of some types of food, especially thinking of something like refined sugar that has very little nutritional value. So I found that cacao and dark chocolate are two ingredients that, like you just said, taste good and it is healthy and therefore helps me because I like what I eat and it's healthy to maintain a kind of good life, a healthier lifestyle, if you like. So what advice would you give to someone looking to change the way they think of food, but also maybe more specifically dieting? And how can cacao specifically help in this process? Yeah, so I would find something that you'd like find foods that you enjoy and make sure you try new things. Um, when I was younger, I, I didn't tend to try many new things. I would always stick to sort of the same the same foods. When I went to a restaurant, I would always have the same, the same meal and wouldn't really explore different things. But as I've got older, I'm the complete opposite. I love going out and trying everything. Mm -hmm. And I know that I might not like it all, um, but sometimes you find that you do. So I would say definitely just explore foods and and find something that you, you like. Um, and in terms of how cacao brew could help, um, again, you might be a bit wary about trying it because it's not something that you've had before, but I would encourage everyone to try it because it, it really is delicious. And I suppose you could 
maybe instead of going for that chocolate bar in an afternoon it could be a good um a good way to curb them those chocolate like the chocolate cravings that you might get and the so the caffeine side it chocolate or cacao brew as well is known to give you that little boost of energy um but if you're someone who's looking to reduce your caffeine for the health reasons um it could be a great alternative for that as well Lovely. Thank you for joining me today, Jasmine. I was really excited to learn more about your product and how you came up with it. Before we go, I have a few quick questions, though, to just round up the show and to help listeners get to know you better. What is the most recent film or series you watched, podcast you listened to, or book you read? So I've been a bit obsessed with um, the series Somebody Feed Phil. Um, so it's by the creator of um, Everybody Loves Raymond. And he's gone on a little journey. Um, well, he's traveled all over the world um, to explore food in the different, cult- in the different countries and cities. Um, but he also looks at the culture and it's amazing um I think while we're in lockdown as well it's sort of it's letting you pick places that you might want to go when this is all over so yeah that's it's definitely worth a watch all right I where is it on Netflix or is it on BBC iPlayer or where can it's on Netflix Netflix all right great I'll have to check that out yes it's really good right Uh, What piece of advice would you give to somebody who is currently in university and not sure to do what to do with their life? So I would say to do what you feel is right at the time, because I think it's important to do what you're going to enjoy at the time. As I say, when I was at university, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but that was right for me in the moment. And I think you'll always end up where you're supposed to be. Great. Tell us about the biggest challenge you have overcome in your life. Um, So in terms of the business, I think the biggest challenge we face is the fact it's so new. So although it could be a benefit, I think it's a challenge to make sure that we're educating people and bringing it to as many people as we can um, so they can try it for themselves and make that decision. Mm-hmm. And what is the first place or country that you will visit when lockdown has been lifted? Well, so, it's kind of so, being lifted already, but any case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, well, we were due to be going to Portugal next month, but we actually cancelled it just because of the current situation. But I think if we could get away before the end of the year, and after watching somebody feed Phil, we'd really like to go to Lisbon. Um, it looked like such a lovely place and the food scene as well, which is always something which sort of encourages us to go somewhere. It looks, re- it looks really good. I can tell you from experience, um, because I went to Portugal last year, I've got some family there. Oh, it amazing. is so worth it. It is, the food is great. It's the best food I've had, literally. It like I've good. visited quite a lot of countries but that there it's amazing 
Okay. So it looked amazing. Yeah, have to oh, go. Well, that's made my decision even easier. <laughs> now, thinking of the future, personal, professional, what are the three things you would like others to say about you and what you have accomplished in 10 years' time? So I think passionate is something that I would like people to see. So I hope people can see the passion behind the business. Um, and it's something that I love. It's something that I love doing. I love spending my time on. Um, and I hope people can see that. Um, educational. So I hope that people can learn new ways of enjoying chocolate or cacao. And as I said, sort of bringing back drinking chocolate to its roots, but in a modern a modern way. And I hope that we can see cacao brew in more homes, cafes across the world, I suppose. And yeah, just that people are enjoying it. And it's maybe that third option, as I said earlier, um, people aren't just saying, would you like a cup of tea or coffee? Would you like a cup of tea, coffee, or would you like a cacao? That would be that would be amazing. All right, great. Thank you again, Jasmine. Thank you. I've mentioned this before, but if you would like to find out more about Cacao Brew and see what they have to offer, their products are all listed on their website, cacaobrew.co.uk, and you can order it from there. I will be doing that very soon. You can also follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Cacao Brew. Now, as some of you might know, there are always exciting things happening over at Regeneration Studio. One of the ones that I am most, most amped for is my monthly £20 voucher draw. This is specifically for newsletter subscribers. If you win the voucher, you'd be able to choose any of the local businesses I have interviewed and spend the voucher there. That's not all. The announcement will be made on a monthly basis in a YouTube video and this will take place in a secret location showcasing the wonders of the North and Yorkshire area. If you are the first to comment that secret location correctly, you can win an additional voucher. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this narrative journey, please subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And kindly spread the word by leaving me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. By sharing this episode and giving me a thumbs up on social media, these stories about young entrepreneurs and established businesses can reach as many people as possible. Join me next time for more narrative journeys into creative business ideas.